all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another regular season edition here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis. And in this episode, we are going to preview the Saints Packers Sunday night football matchup here in week three. As always, we're going to go into our notes then switch it over to our intriguing matchups, and then finish off with our group-by-group preview. So we're just going to jump right into the notes segment here, starting off with what Vegas is saying and what ESPN's matchup predictor is saying. So Vegas right now has the Saints favored by three points at a minus three mark, which is, I I think, pretty good. And honestly, I was thinking it was going to be lower, either a tie or maybe even the Packers, because the Packers have been playing so well, and the Saints obviously had just a head-scratching loss against the Raiders last week. So I'm surprised that the Saints are favored. I was thinking it was going to be a push. But again, I think it's good that the Saints are favored. I think that maybe then people are having some confidence in this team that they'll bounce back here. And again, I think that is a good sign. And then ESPN's FPI says that the Saints have a 53.2% chance to win. So the matchup predictor, which is based on FPI has the Saints winning, which, again, is good. That shows that the Saints win more times than not when they go up against the Packers. So, again, I think those are two good stats here for the Saints. Now, looking with what Green Bay did before here, they play the Saints on Sunday. They're 2-0, and their offense looks amazing. They scored 43 points in a Week 1 victory against the Vikings, and then they scored 42 last week against the Lions. Going 2-0 against two division opponents is very good for the Packers. I mean, averaging 42.5 points, that's obviously amazing. It's the best in the league right now. Over 500 yards of average offense here. That's great. And both of those are first. Their defense has been pretty solid here as well as their defense is ranked 10th in yards and then 20th in points. So, I mean, a few of those points were garbage points here as they were up by a lot in these first two weeks. But again, this team is very hot coming into this game, and the Saints are obviously going to have to flip that switch quickly. They're going to have to bounce back here because the Packers are obviously coming into this game with just a lot of momentum, and you have Aaron Rodgers playing really good. You have Aaron Jones running the ball really good. Matt LaFleur seems like he found his way how to call this Packers offense. All that is really good. Now, Devontae Adams looks like he's not going to play in this one, and obviously he is a huge part of what the Packers are trying to do here on offense. So, again, that is definitely going to hurt Green Bay. But, again, it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep that momentum up against the Saints defense that, look, had a great week one and then just a very, very shaky week two. So, I don't really know which team we're going to get here from the Saints, just like that good week one team that beat the Bucks by double-digit points, or are we going to get the week two team that lost by double-digit points to the Raiders? So again, I'm not 100% sure because this Saints team right now is up and down. And obviously when looking at the Saints history, these first two weeks of 2020, they're coming in at 1-1. The offense is ranked 7th in points, which to me is pretty solid. In yards, they're 20th. And the defense 
is 23rd in points and 8th in yards. So kind of like a flip-flop there, which I thought was pretty interesting. But again, it just shows that it was really a tale of two games. You had one game where it was really good, and then you had another game where it wasn't so good. And that was really the case here for the Saints early. And obviously, at 1-1, you'd expect that. And again, after that head-scratching loss, it will be imperative for the Saints to bounce back here. So I really think that that's what the Saints have to do here, and this game is very, very important to kind of show, especially to the national media, the national NFL fans, like everybody that the Saints are back in it. It's Sunday Night Football. Everybody's going to be watching, and look, it's a battle between Breeze and Rodgers. It should be very, very fun here. So before we wrap up our notes, I do want to go into the injury report here as now we're through the Friday injury report, so this is kind of going into the game. Like, this is the most up-to-date injury here, injury designations, I really should say, for both teams. So starting off with the Saints here, Michael Thomas is out in this one after not practicing all week. And again, I didn't, like, I wouldn't have been surprised if he played, but to me, it's really week four. Like, I think he will play next week, and that's just really what I'm thinking there. But it seems like Michael Thomas is going to be out. We know Michael Thomas is going to be out, and it seems like Devontae Adams is going to be out. So the two star receivers in this game will both not be active. At least that's what I think because you have, obviously, Thomas is going to be out. We know that. And then Adams is doubtful, which to me, probably, like, if I had to put my money on it, I'd say that he's not going to play in this one. And again, I think not both teams not having their top receiver is definitely going to hurt them. And, you know, game planning for both sides, like the defense's game planning, the offensive game planning, it's going to be very interesting to see what schemes both of these teams put up to try to score some points here. So I thought that was really interesting. And then also out is Chase Hansen, who's a special teams linebacker. So he didn't practice all week either. So he is not going to be available for the Saints in this Sunday night matchup. One piece of injury news that was positive here for the Saints was Marcus Davenport returning to practice as he is questionable for this game, and I expect him to play. He didn't practice Wednesday, or at least that was the estimation because the Saints technically did not practice Wednesday. They had the day off because obviously it's going to be a quick turnaround in this one. So that was just an estimation, but the actual two practices that the Saints did conduct, Davenport was in for both of them in a limited fashion. So he's going to be questionable, and I think that he will play in this one. Also, Trey Hendrickson and also David Onyemata are questionable for this one as well. So that defensive line is going to be very interesting. Hopefully all three play, and that means the Saints would be really at full strength, and hopefully this defensive line then kind of take the next step, really hit their rhythm here, like adding all of these contributing players with Cameron Jordan. You're hoping that he can get going as well. I think that's all going to be very imperative to the Saints winning this game. And then just one more questionable play here, and that's going to be Ty Montgomery, as he was added to the injury report on Friday with a tweak of a hamstring. So I'll expect that he goes, but it's definitely going to be interesting to track that status up until game time there. And then with the Packers... Their kind of main headline here was that Devontae Adams is going to be doubtful for this game, so he's probably not going to play, and he's such a huge weapon for this Green Bay Packer offense. So that's going to be very interesting to see. Maybe like it's going to be a Mike Evans scenario where Evans was like doubtful and then they moved him up, or is he just not going to play in this one? So again, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and again, that's going to be something that's going to be a hurdle for this hot Green Bay Packer offense. So we're going to see what happens with his status up until game time here. And then a few more doubtfuls for the Packers as Joshua DeGora, who's a tight end, has an ankle injury, and he is doubtful for this one. And then Randy Ramsey, 
who is a backup linebacker. He's also going to be doubtful for this one. Going over to the questionable players here, Kenny Clark, he's kind of the big one. He didn't practice on Wednesday and then returned in a limited fashion Thursday and Friday, excuse me there. So he's going to be questionable going into this one. And then Elton Jenkins, who was also added to the Friday injury update here as he did not practice today with a back and rib injury. So he's going to be questionable as well. He is their starting left guard, so that's definitely something to look out for. Are they going to have a backup in that position? Maybe that's somewhere that the Saints could take advantage here. And then one more player, as Darnell Savage, will also be questionable, as he was also added to the Friday injury report with a groin injury. So, again, he's their starting safety. That's another one that the Saints should definitely track here going up until game time. So that's going to wrap up here our injury report. It's going to wrap up our notes segment here. So we're going to turn right over into these intriguing matchups for this Sunday night game between the Saints and Packers. So first matchup here that I wanted to highlight is the Green Bay skill position players versus the Saints defense, especially without Devontae Adams, as the Packers have leaned heavily on Aaron Jones. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can continue to do that, especially here with the Saints really being good at stopping the run. And I'm really excited to see what the Saints defense can do here because I think they have some really good matchups that they can take advantage of, especially without Devontae Adams. Because I think that really right now, Lattimore would go up against Alan Lazard, which I think that's a really good matchup against him as I think he could really take advantage of that. Then you have Marquez Valdez-Scantling up against Janoris Jenkins. Again, you have a fast receiver, a deep receiver. Janoris Jenkins usually takes those guys and does a pretty good job in coverage. So again, I'm not really worried about that matchup either. The Saints got burned by the tight ends last week, but the Packers don't really have any tight ends. And as good as the Saints are against the run, I'm not that worried about Aaron Jones, even though he does look really good. I mean, he has 234 yards and three touchdowns in only two weeks here, which is obviously good. But again, the Saints have been so good against the run, I don't see him dominating this game. I don't see Jamal Williams dominating this game either. Same with A.J. Dillon out of the backfield too. Again, I think that the Saints really match up well here. And look, if the Saints won last week and and it was all good, I would have really been very happy about picking the Saints here in this game because I just love the matchups, especially for the Saints defense here. But as good as Green Bay is playing and the Saints after a really shaky matchup, I don't know. This defense is going to have to prove himself. I think they're going to have a really good opportunity to do that. We'll see if they'll take advantage. But I think this is a really good matchup to kind of keen in on as I think the Saints really have a positive matchup here that they could really take advantage of especially if Devontae Adams does not play here in this Sunday night matchup. Moving over to our second intriguing matchup, and that's Breeze and Rodgers. I mean, you have one guy who's on the up and up. Rodgers looks like a rejuvenated quarterback. He looks really good in the second year of this Matt LaFleur system. And then you have Breeze, who's coming out of the gate slow here. A lot of people are saying that he should be replaced. I don't think that, but a lot of people are saying that. I mean, you look at the two guys, I mean, even their stats are just completely different. You have Rodgers, six touchdowns, no picks, over 600 yards. Breeze is only 472 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. I mean, Breeze's 64.7 completion percentage isn't good either. Rodgers has a higher one at 67.6. You have Rodgers, higher QBR, higher passer rating, and he's really playing like the better quarterback here. And I think that this matchup, and this really storyline, it's not really a matchup, it's more of a storyline here. 
in this one is really going to see, like, can Breeze right the ship and can the Saints disrupt Rodgers? Because Rodgers has really, these first two weeks, has really had no pushback. He's been able to have clear pockets. He's been able to throw the ball downfield. He's had a running back that's been really good. And it's just like, really, just how the Packers drew it up, the the Rodgers and the Packers and the offense have been playing. And that's really been the case here. And the Saints, it's like the opposite. Like, everything they're drawing up, it's like just a little bit off. And it's not like the Saints haven't scored any points. I mean, you have the first week you score 34, the second week you score 24, and... Again, it's not like Breeze to me has been awful. He's just been average. He's not making those elite throws. And I feel like the Saints definitely need him to do that, or especially this week with Michael Thomas out. Like, he's going to have to step up a little bit here. And I was researching some stats on Breeze using next-gen stats, NFL next-gen stats. And the thing that really kind of jumped out at me is that Breeze has really taken a dip this year in his short yardage completion percentage. And that's something that really has to go up. He has to be able to make those easy throws. Because his expected completion percentage, like the throws that at least NFL next-gen stats expects him to make, is the highest in the NFL. Which, to me, shows that he has a lot of high percentage passes that he's throwing. But his difference between his expected and his actual completion percentage is the highest. So it's the farthest apart. Which And it's in the negative, obviously. So that's not good. So that means he really just has not been efficient with his passes. And that's really the name of the game here for the Saints offense right now is efficiency. And the Saints are not efficient. And I think that really if Breeze can start making those short yardage passes, like 10 yards or less, really like every time has to be just like making those with ease. Because last year, his expected completion percentage was still the highest, but he had the second best difference between actual and expected completion percentage. So that means he could definitely do it, and he just got to execute better. And I think in those short-yarded situations, in those short passes, in those 10-yard passes, those high-percentage passes, he can really help here by just hitting those with precision. And maybe it's timing, too. That was another thing that I looked into. Like, his timing is definitely a little off. So hopefully that gets fixed very, very shortly. And again, I definitely see avenues for Brees to get better, and they're not hard fixes because he's been doing some just like this whole stuff his whole entire career. So why would he stop now, especially when they're high percentage passes? It's not like anything that's like so dire that he can't fix. Like he could fix this. So they're going to have to key in on that. And again, Brees probably in this one is going to have to play better than Rodgers. He's going to have to outdo Rodgers. And I definitely think he could. And again, I think that this matchup is, should be like a huge storyline, probably one for the ages, as this should be a really good game here on Sunday night. And then our final intriguing matchup here was Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith versus Jair Alexander and then also Kevin King here. As I think that without Michael Thomas, you really needed some of these weapons for the Saints to step up. And you saw Traquan Smith step up last week, and he had a good week. He had five catches, 85 yards, definitely had a good week. Made a lot of clutch catches for the Saints. But Emmanuel Sanders was nowhere to be seen for a veteran that really should step up. Again, it's definitely a little frustrating here to not see him have a big game last week. Only one catch, 18 yards. And that catch was on the last drive in garbage time. So again, the Saints need more from him. And this is a really big matchup, I feel, for the Saints. Like, I feel if they can give Bree some easy throws to make to really key back in there... And if, like, Emmanuel Sanders can get open a little bit, you have Traquan Smith continuing what he's going to do here. Again, I think that the Saints could definitely have some success. And right now, the Packers' secondary here, it's, I mean, you have Jair Alexander, who has played very, very good to start off the year, as he's the best-graded corner, according to PFF. So 
again, that's something that is really good. And that's something that the Packers are definitely trying to jump on here because like, if he could take down a number one receiver, that would be huge. I think the Saints could definitely scheme up some plays to get some one-on-one matchups with Kevin King, whether that is Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith, also in the slot. Like right now, the Packers' safeties aren't playing that well, so maybe if the Saints get some one-on-one matchups like that, especially also with Jared Cook, you probably should add him in this group, Alvin Kamara too. I mean, I feel like the Saints, they definitely can get this offense going a little bit, especially Emmanuel Sanders. I'm really keying in on him. Also, Jared Cook, first week he was really good. Second week he caught that touchdown, but nothing else here. Traquan Smith did step up, but we have to see consistency with him. That's really the name of the, of the game here for him and the key for him because his career has just has been inconsistent. And again, he needs to step up here and how back-to-back good weeks without Michael Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders has to have a bigger impact in this one. Same with Jared Cook. And again, I feel like the Saints could definitely take advantage here, especially if they can scheme some plays to kind of get Emmanuel Sanders off Jair Alexander or if it's Traquan Smith. Like, they can do all those things because I think the Saints could definitely, you know, step up in here and have a good week through the air. I think they're set up to have a good week through the air. And even last week, like, the Saints didn't really miss a beat because of Michael Thomas being out. Like, I don't think that was the reason they lost. I mean, I think it was a ton of other things. Like, I don't think they needed Michael Thomas last week to win, and I don't think they need him this week. More, I feel like they need him. But I think the Saints offense could operate at a very, very high level without him, especially if you have Alvin Kamara balling out. Because right now, Alvin Kamara is your best runner and your best receiver, and he's playing like it. Because, again, he's obviously been very, very good in the yak area out of the backfield for receiving. He's been really good vision-wise running the ball. He's really been, like, your one-stop shop for all offense. And I think he could continue to do that. So, again, that definitely takes a lot of pressure off some other guys, but the Saints still need the veterans, especially Emmanuel Sanders, especially Jared Cook here to step up because they really didn't last week. So definitely want to see more from them in this matchup against the Green Bay secondary, especially their cornerbacks with Jair Alexander who's playing really good. And you have Kevin King, who I think the Saints could definitely take advantage of here in this one. So before we get into our group-by-group preview we are going to get into some quick words from our sponsors over at my bookie. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At my bookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Rejoice, the NFL has returned. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Get in on the action. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, which is designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. And just one more thing. Overtime is going all in for our listeners. We are giving away $500 in cold hard cash to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. When you make your deposit, take a screen grab of your MyBookie account and email it to overtime at advertisecast.com. That's overtime at advertisecast.com. $500 in cold hard cash given away at the end of September. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Welcome back. 
into the Who Dat discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group preview, starting off with our quarterbacks, as always. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, really a matchup for the ages here. Two definite Hall of Famers, first ballot Hall of Famers, two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, both guys are great here and definitely are really legendary. I'm going to have to go Rodgers in this one. And again, Breeze right now, as we were talking about in our intriguing matchup segment, he's trending downwards, Rodgers trending upwards. Right now, Rodgers looks like the better quarterback. That doesn't mean that the Packers are definitely going to win this game. But right now, as much as I want to say Drew Breeze and I want to get Drew Breeze on that right path, because I think that Breeze definitely has the potential to be just as good as Rodgers here in this one. And I wouldn't be surprised if Breeze outduels Rodgers, but right now Rodgers is playing like a top three QB and Breeze just isn't. He's playing like an average QB at best, really, at this point. So again, you want to see Breeze elevate in this one. I wouldn't be surprised if he does elevate in this one, but going into it, you got to go Rodgers here as he's really playing an elite brand of football right now as the Packers offense has really, over the first two games, has really been unbeatable here. So that's obviously big for them here at the quarterback position. So moving over to the skill position, and this is where I think the Saints have the edge. I'm assuming that right now Devontae Adams or Michael Thomas do not play this game. I think maybe if Devontae Adams plays this game and Michael Thomas doesn't, maybe you want to give a push to the Packers and the Saints kind of like the equal footing. But if both don't play, I think the Saints have the edge here because I think the Saints have the better running back. I think Kamara is better than Aaron Jones, even though Aaron Jones has played very well over the first two weeks. So is Alvin Kamara, and I think you could argue that he's been better and Alan Kamara has been really the one-stop shop for offense, as I said earlier. He's been been able to do everything here, especially with Michael Thomas out last week. He was able to do so many great things, and I see that continuing into this week. So I think the Saints do have the edge at running back, moving over to receiver. I think, look, right now, Traquan Smith, Emmanuel Sanders, Alan Lazard, and then you have MVS, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. Again, I think both of these groups without their top receiver just is incomplete. I think we could all say that. And again, I think adding Alvin Kamara through the passing game really helps. The receiving game really should say is really helpful here for the Saints. Same thing with Jared Cook, because beyond the pass catchers of Valdez, Scantling and Lazard, the Packers really don't have much. I mean, right now they're tight ends. You have Robert Tonian and Mercedes Lewis, who again, and you also have Jace Sternberger as well. But these guys, again, they're not like top tight ends. Like the Saints were going up with Darren Waller, excuse me, there, and that great tight end group with the Bucks. So I think the Saints could definitely stop them. And again, the tight ends, Aaron Jones is catching the ball, excuse me, more out of the backfield, but he's not been like this world beater out of the backfield, and he's definitely not as good as Alvin Kamara. So right now, I feel like the Saints definitely have a clear advantage here in the skill position group. And I think this is something that could really will the Saints to a victory, especially if they can win on some key matchups and the Saints defense can stop the Packers skill position groups and key matchups, as I mentioned in the intriguing storyline slash matchup segment here. So that's what we have here for the skill position groups. Moving over to the O-lines here, and I think both teams have a really, really solid O-line. I think right now you're looking at the Packers and what they've been able to do. They really have the third best tackle right now, according to PFF. They have the best center. They're playing at a very, very high level right now. I mean, no one out of their whole group has a PFF grade worse than a 67.7. So obviously, that's something that is really good for them. And they've been really playing at the top of their mark. I mean, same with the rest of their offense. So to me, that's kind of the case for them. And right now, I think they're definitely helped out by Rogers playing really good. 
by Aaron Jones playing really good. The receivers are getting open. And again, I think this group's been very, very good. And I think the Saints, I, th- I think it's been solid. I mean, it hasn't been great. I think there are some points where you definitely want to see some improvement, especially out of guys like Andrews Pete, maybe, who has had some tough points here. Same with Nick Easton. But I think once the Saints make the switch over to Cesar Ruiz full-time, I think that's really going to take out that Nick Easton hole that I think sometimes could become suspect here. And then also with Andrews Pete, I think he hasn't played awful. I don't think he's played great. I think that... Look, you're seeing those great plays, and you're seeing those awful plays. I mean, it's still happening, really. You're hoping that he can still get better, and he can still improve to kind of mitigate those really bad plays, but that's yet to be seen yet. It's very, very difficult with these two groups. I think if Elton Jenkins doesn't play for the Packers, I would probably, at that point, give it either to the Saints or push. I think right now it's like leaning towards Packers, but push. I think if Jenkins doesn't play, it would be leaning towards Saints push. Very, very close. Both these O-lines are very, very good. I think they're definitely top 10 in the league. So, again, it's going to be very difficult for these defensive lines to really get some pressure on the quarterbacks here, these veteran quarterbacks. And I think if you really want to have success here against the Saints and Packers, you're going to have to get pressure here on these star quarterbacks. So that's it for the offense. So flipping it over to the defense with the defensive lines here, And to be honest with you, both defensive lines were coming into the season really good, especially the starters. And then I think both, especially the star players, because for the Saints, you have Cameron Jordan with no sacks, and then you have Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith have combined for only a half a sack. They haven't been playing at the top level. And I think someone's going to come alive in this game. Either it's going to be the Smiths for the Packers, or it's going to be Cam Jordan for the Saints, and probably Marcus Davenport add in there too, because he's probably going to play for the Saints here. So again, it's going to be very interesting which dormant group is going to come alive in this game. I think that's kind of the question here. I'm going to give it a push because I think both defensive lines have a ton of potential. Again, I just don't feel like, especially the Saints last week, I mean, yes, they got three sacks, but two of them were covered sacks, and then they were in the beginning of the game, and then for the rest of the game, they just got really dismantled. And in that first game, they were able to get some pressure, but Cameron Jordan wasn't able to get pressure. Like, I want to see consistent pressure out of Cam Jordan this week, as he's obviously the Saints star player and really a linchpin to the Saints defensive group here. And you could probably say the same about the Packers with Sedaria Smith and Preston Smith. I mean, again, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how these groups play, because, again, I think both have a ton of star power, and it's going to be interesting to see if... Um, any of these groups can get going. I think, look, if Kenny Clark doesn't play, that would definitely hurt the Packers a lot. That's another guy up the middle. I think you could say the same for the Saints with David Onyemata. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. And um, I expect one group to go off and kind of have a big game here. Who's it going to be? I'm not 100% sure. That's why I'm going to give it a push here. So that's it from our defensive line. Moving over to the linebackers here, and I'm going to give the edge to the Saints as I think Demario Davis, Alex Anzalone have been playing very, very good here to start off the season. And the Packers just don't have that star power as you're looking at their linebackers. Right now, they have Christian Kirksley, who has not played well. He's got a 30 grade, 30 PFF grade through the first two weeks. And again, he had some struggles last year as well. So again, he hasn't played very well. And then undrafted free agent Chris Barnes has played very, very well early here, but he is an undrafted free agent, and I'm not so sure I can trust him here, especially against covering a guy like Alvin Kamara or Jared Cook, and especially with how good Demario Davis is and Alex Anzalone has been playing. Again, I'm going to give the edge to the Saints here. 
Moving over to the secondary here with the Saints having a very, very bad week last week. You have the Packers who have right now Jair Alexander, who has been the best cornerback in the league really so far. But beyond that, not really much. So again, it's going to be interesting. I think right now, if we get the Saints group from week one, the Saints have a clear advantage. If we get the Saints from last week, I think the Green Bay takes the edge here. I think that the Saints are going to revert back to their week one form here. I think they're going to have a good bounce back week here. I think they match up very well against this Packers team. So I'm going to give it to the Saints here too. And then you have special teams and coaching. I think both special teams group are very, very strong. Both of these teams are well coached as well. I mean, I feel like when you look at these two teams, they are two championship pedigree teams. It's going to be very interesting to see how they kind of mark up here. I mean, as good as the Saints special teams played week one, they weren't really, there wasn't really anything last week. They weren't great. They weren't bad. I mean, the Packers have been playing pretty good. You have Mason Crosby, who has been very good. You have J.K. Scott, their punter. He's been very good as well. Again, I'm going to give special teams really a push here for the Saints. Deontay Harris, again, I think he could really give the Saints an edge here. But I find it hard to believe that the Packers will even, like, give him the ball in any sorts. And, again, that's why I think that, look, they're well coached in that in that area. So, again, I'm going to give it a push because I think both these groups are very good. And then coaching, I'm going to give the edge to Sean Payton. But Matt LaFleur has been coaching really good here to start off this season. His offense has been clicking. His defense has played really good enough here. I mean, when your offense is, you know, gaining more than 500 yards and scoring more than 40 points, your defense doesn't have to be great. just has to be good enough. And that's what they've been here. Again, they've looked really good. The Saints have looked very shaky. So, again, right now, if you want the guy that's trending up, it's Matt LaFleur. If you want the better coach overall, it's Sean Payton. Again, I'm going to give the edge to Sean Payton just because I think that when push comes to shove, I'd rather have him coach a game than Matt LaFleur. But right now, both coaches are playing really well. I mean, again, this game is really deadlocked. I think any team could win. If I was picking off at the beginning of the season and, like, if the Saints didn't just throw up a dud against the Raiders, I would have went with the Saints here. The Saints did just throw up a dud against, to me, a worse team on Monday Night Football only six days ago. It just finds it... To me, I, I don't know. It's going to be very, very close I don't even know if I can pick a winner here. I think it's going to be within a three-point game. I think it may come down to the final possession here. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. The matchups say here that the Saints are going to come back and win it, and I'm going to give it to the Saints. And you may be calling me a homer for this, excuse me there, but I really like the matchups. I really think this Saints team is too talented to lose two games in a row. And look, I'm going to die on that hill because I said it earlier in the season, before the season started, and it's going to get put to the test very, very early. So I think the Saints are going to come back and get this win here. I'll say 30-27. It's going to be very close. I think it's going to come down to the final possession. I think Breeze is going to march him down in a two-minute drill and get it done here for the Saints. So that's what I got to say about this game. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow all of our social media platforms so that means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Dis. Also, personally, you can follow me at Andrew Golotta. And then on Instagram, you can follow the podcast at Discussion. Also, you can listen to the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. So that means iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And then on iTunes, definitely leave that five-star review. That would be greatly appreciated. 
I think this game will be extremely close. I think it's going to come to the nitty-gritty, those individual matchups. Again, I think this should be a really fun one in the Dome here. And hopefully the Saints could play a much better game here. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. And then hopefully they can walk out of the Dome with a victory on Sunday night. But I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Run it back. And who dat?